Hey! Hello. Welcome. Welcome, everybody. Thank you for coming back to this show, The PlayStation Report. I'm Frank. And joining me is Tyler. Tyler, I have something to admit. I'm old, and one of the things that I didn't tell you that let me know that I'm old is that when I drank a soda, I just... It just suddenly made me feel comatose, and I... Like, my... I want to fall asleep. I yeah. shouldn't drink soda. It makes me want to fall asleep. Mm-hmm. Soda, yeah. beer, any like I just want to fall asleep whenever I consume anything. <laughs> I know beers. Beer puts me to sleep a lot of times anymore, which makes me very sad. Mm. Um, yeah, I know. I'm with you, dude. Like I felt so tired this week. Um, my Monday through Wednesday at work was fucking insane. And had a big project uh, that was due, got it done Wednesday, and was just, I was literally wiped out from that for two days afterwards. And I'm like, dude, I'm old. Like, what is happening to me? Mm. (laughs) I just felt so exhausted Thursday and Friday. And that was after, you know, getting decent sleep Thursday night. Oh my gosh, you know, I'm with you. Yeah. Oh man, but I, I guess, I'm, I mean, I guess I'm not that old yet. I guess I, I, I still have, <laughs> I still have some time left in me. But man, it just, it catches up to you, man. Just all this, does. all this shit. Yeah, yeah. And I felt recently that time is just melting through my fucking fingers. Like, mm-hmm. I just, uh, I can't even believe tomorrow is the 8th of November already. And I just think about, like, the rest of the year. And I'm like, dude, there's, like, just without fast time goes, I'm like, there's no time to do anything. Yeah. And it just, it just sucks. Like, I, and I tried to think recently over the past few weeks. I'm like, what has happened where I just feel like my life, like, yeah, just time is just gone. Like, it just goes so fucking fast anymore. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just uh, I, I just feel like I don't have that much time left on this earth, and, you know, when, 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 I, when I go, none of this will fucking matter, and uh, so let's just do a podcast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a depressing start to this one. <laughs> I mean, okay, uh... Just video being real. games. We're just being honest. Speaking of depression, video games. <laughs> I've been playing. I've been, I've been playing a few games that have made me feel a little, a uh, little bit on the sad side, a little bit, a little bit on the downside. I yeah. don't know. Like I what? Mean, I finished Lost Judgment. Okay. And I feel like. Oh. I feel like the end of that game is not necessarily satisfying because mm. you know fucking the justice system sucks ass and it doesn't protect anyone and it fucking it fucking sucks um dead yeah that that's what i came out of lost judgment feeling is that yo the law sucks and the law isn't really protecting anybody yeah um, was it good like story wise that yeah. it like hit, it it hit you like that that you're like fuck dude like fuck <laughs> yeah it's like Yo, what, what is justice? Like, the, the law is not justice, and like, 
it, and it's not, and it has, like, by the time it moves towards that, it's too late for so many fucking people. Mm-hmm. Um, is it even worth trying, or is it, or should we just tear it all the fuck down? Like, yeah, that, that's, that's what I came out of it feeling like. And, you know, the story, the story is really good. It just fucking, it fucking hits you, and it, like, it sucks, but, like, it, it makes you feel like shit sucks, but it does, it does it very effectively. Right. Um, but yeah, that, that, yeah. I, so, so yeah, I, I was, I was actually very close last time we talked to finishing this game, so, mm-hmm. yeah, um, it's just wild, like, how many people, like, in this game just get caught up in shit that was none of their business, uh, because some assholes decided they wanted to take justice into their own hands, because, because, uh, the police didn't do their fucking job. But then it just ends up getting more people hurt, and it, it's just all a fucking mess, man. Mm-hmm. Ah. Yeah. Yeah, it's sad. It, that, that's a sad reality of life, unfortunately, for a lot of people. Yeah. So, yeah, that's uh, it's inter- it's interesting how much, you know, how real that ending seems. Yeah. Yeah. So, I guess comparing... Yeah, because Yaxa like Dragon's the only type of these games that I've I've played. Like, do you like the story more in Lost Judgment than Yakuza like a Dragon? Um, you think? I mean, this is a personal taste thing. Um, I I, I liked it more, but like, I'm not sure if it's better. But gotcha. like, it I I personally liked it more. Um. And and just because it, it's dealing with some, it, it deals with some more real stuff than what like I mean there are some, there are some uh, themes of like friendship and having a found family, in uh, in Yakuza like a dragon, but like mm-hmm. that, and that that I'm not saying that story isn't important. It just doesn't hit with me as well. Um, right. As like, you know, just lost judgment just. Like, just seeing Lost Judgment alongside, like, what I see, like, in the world that I live in, it it just, it burns me up inside a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But yeah. Uh, the, the Did the gameplay aspect of things wrap up well? I mean, it is one of these brawler games, man. <laughs> lots of lots of fighting at the end. Yeah, there is there is a shit ton of fighting at the end. I would I want to say at least like the last forty minutes is almost like okay. So there's a, there's a lot of fighting and there's a lot of cutscenes. Uh, <laughs> I will say there's a solid solid uh, forty minutes of just straight up fighting towards wow. the end of that game. Damn, uh, that's a lot. <laughs> And then they pull pull something really funny at the end that I wasn't expecting, and I was I kind of was like, "Fuck you guys! Why'd you do this?" Um, they made a reference. Uh, oh man, should I just get the tweet? Can I can I just paste a tweet into the document because sure. they put a Dark Souls fog gate into this fucking video game for one <laughs> of the like for one of the final bosses of the game. Let me pull up my my Twitter here. I'll just. I'll just link this to you, if I can. I really don't know how 
how does fucking Twitter work anymore? How does Twitter work? I don't know. I couldn't tell you. I've been on Twitter in well Jesus over a year. Christ. All right, uh, I'll paste it. There we go. But yeah, it's it's a you know what the fog gate looks like in yeah. one of the Souls games. Mm-hmm. Just take a look at this video and tell me what the fuck they just did. I mean, it's, it's kind of oh, obvious, yeah. right? Yeah, it's kind of yeah, fucking that's... obvious, right? <laughs> that is, uh... yeah, that's definitely a fog gate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's pretty awesome. God. That's awesome. Wow. Um, but yeah, I, I, I generally like I, I've, I really enjoyed Lost Judgment. It has. Like the main story is really fucking good, um, and I and the goofy side stuff is pretty cool too. They have a whole they do a continuation of this white guy in Japan trying to have a ninja school uh, story. They do a continuation of that in this, and that that that's really funny because he falls for he has a rival dojo, but he ends up joining that rival dojo because they have a um, a hot ninja lady. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's, it's a good game. It's a very good game. If you liked Judgment, Lost Judgment is more of that. I think it, I think it does better in a lot of ways. Um, and, and yeah, it's, it's, it's a fine addition to, uh, just this collection in this universe. Yeah. Uh, Because of, you know, all the, the weird stuff going on with the, main actor in the game does does this game wrap up well or does it leave it open like there's going to be a third one or something like that i mean the so the first judgment game left it very wide open like they didn't give a clear direction like gotcha and and similarly in this like in the credits sequence like where, where the credits are scrolling it's just it's just you and the gang hanging out in the detect in the in the office eating sushi, uh, playing with a cat. It's like, yeah, it's like the gang's all there. Like all the characters are still, all the characters that they could work with are still there. Um, but yeah, I don't I don't know if there's any clear direction on where that's going to go because it's it's pretty clear that that uh, talent agency is not going to uh, play nice. Mm-hmm. At least we there is no news of it change the situation changing as yet. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, do you have cool. any games to share with us? Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I am uh, at the very end of Immortals: Phoenix Rising, um, so I've just been trucking along with that. I thought I was finishing it last night, and then the game pulled one of those things that games do sometimes where you're fighting the final boss, in quotes, and you're like, this is really easy. Why is this so easy? And then it's like cut scenes, and then it's like, oh, now I have to do this whole vault, uh, a, a god vault, basically, in the game, which are the much larger dungeons, you could say. Um and then I kind of stopped, and I'm like, I will come back to this and finish this. So I am at the very end of that game, um, and we'll be wrapping that up this week. It's, you know, it, it the game, I feel, starts off so well, 
gameplay wise and all that and then as you're progressing through the four different zones by the end of this last zone i was in i was just like i just want this to be done like i don't want to do any of these vaults anymore i don't want to do any of these puzzles anymore i just don't want to do this stuff i just want to finish this game um it so i just think the game's just too long and i and and honestly it's not like the longest game in the world i think i only have 30 hours in it um but still, it just it just gets repetitive a little bit. It gets to the point with some of the the puzzles where I feel like they're not too hard anymore because you've kind of seen everything. You kind of know things. And then there's also some upgrades to your abilities that you can get that just straight up like break the game sometimes. Like there's an upgrade. Like basically you have an ability where you can... Um, lift objects and carry things around and then you can upgrade it later to lift heavy things up so where before it might be a puzzle where you have to push things around or something now you can just pick it up and take it to where you got to go and plop it down Um, sometimes in some of these areas there's like these kind of lasers that you might have to fly through or get around somehow or use a block to block it and then later you can get an upgrade where you can straight up dash through them no problem and it's not even a thing um so it's kind of weird how the game is designed sometimes in that way to where you can kind of get around some things um but yeah i'm just kind of at the point where i'm just kind of ready for it to end also some of the cutscenes are just so fucking long in this game like comically long um to the point where I was just like, and I'm not invested in this story. It's just not a very good story to me. And I was just like, well, I got to get up and go to the bathroom, get some more water, do this and do that. And I came back and the cutscene was still going. And I'm like, holy shit. Like, I can't believe how long these cutscenes are in this game. Um, and yeah, and then also just some of the uh, some of the boss fights besides the one I just talked about that, that I thought was the final one leading to the end are just they're so easy and i don't know if it's just because i'm decently upgraded and i'm playing on normal too like i didn't drop the difficulty down or anything i'm just like this game is very easy and i find that interesting um because the enemies clearly evolve as you upgrade stuff i mean they kind of change colors and everything their health bars change but it's still like i'm just ripping through dudes left and right which is fine, I guess. Um, and yeah, then there's a fifth zone that the game ends up taking you to where you basically have to climb to the peak of this mountain. And there's this, you know, they very much do the Breath of the Wild thing and some things other games have done too where you have to be by a fire in certain spots to warm up because if you're not by a fire, your stamina is going to go down. Uh, it was kind of annoying at times but it was also kind of liberating in a way because it was basically like get to the top of this mountain and there's so many different ways you can go about it um because you can basically climb anything in it so i'm kind of split on that part of the game but yeah just it's fine it's it's very just gets very repetitive um towards the end and i'm i'm ready to wrap it up this week and move on to other things tyler i I hate to say this, but I think you have a, a toxic relationship with Ubisoft games. I do. I think, dude. It's, I know. I, I think, I think you need to take a break. 
I know, man. And yeah, that's the thing with a lot of them. Like, I enjoy the gameplay so much. But then they just get so repetitive. And they're so long. And I'm like, dude, like, don't, like, bigger in, is not better in in this game's case. It certainly wasn't in Valhalla's case to me. Like, the game doesn't need to be that long. If it was a shorter experience, I don't think I would mind how repetitive it is. But it's like, dude, fucking God. Figure something out, guys. But instead, they're like, let's just make all our games free to play. So they'll be repetitive and free to play. Like, all right. Sure. Hmm. So, yeah. That's that's all I've, I've really been playing. So going to knock that out this week and move on to some other things. All righty. Luckily, though, the games that I want to complete on my list, you know, is I'm going to try to complete as many as I can before the end of the year. Um, none of them are long open world games, which I'm looking forward to. So I'm going to have a break from some open world games and just clip through some shorter 10-hour like experiences, and I'm looking forward to that stuff. No, that's bullshit, because when are they dropping that those last tracks for F1? Uh, November, but honestly, I'm not, it's I'm November. not going to. It's November. <laughs> and I don't yeah, believe you. I know. I don't believe what you say <laughs> you're going to do about that. Yeah, we'll see about that. But but honestly, I, I want to uh, do everything within me to not play that game until next year, <laughs> even if they put those new tracks out. Because there's, there's other games that I, I want to play. Halo's coming out. Forza's coming out. You know. Yeah. Okay. Well. All right, then. I guess yeah. we'll just have to wait and see. I have a couple more things I've been playing that I, I'm going to talk briefly about. Uh, first up is Apex Legends. Uh, the Ooh. new season just started. Uh, new character dropped, Ash. Ash is real cool. Uh, Ash is a menace. Ash is an absolute menace uh, because... Well, first off, her tactical ability. It's a... It's kind of like Horizon's Ultimate, but it's it's a light version of Horizon's Ultimate. Um, and it's just a pain in the ass to deal with because it, it restricts your movement. Uh, the the uh, Her passive for being able to uh, see the... So if you get to a death box, you can actually... If that team that killed that, that person is still alive, you can it actually marks them. On the map, like it, it, give, it gives you a ping of where they're at. Um, wow! And then her her ultimate is kind of like a wraith portal that you can throw, like a loba warp. That's how I I describe it. It's kind of like a one way warp um, that you can set down for your team. Um, and yeah, I mean, she's just she's scary. She's a scary character. Yeah. Seems like she can do a lot of things. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I've 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 been playing some Apex. I, uh, I I've been playing that new map. The new map is really cool. It has a lot of really nice, distinctive areas. It has a lot of different uh, elevation changes, which I I found to be neat. Uh, the new man cannon like things are are really cool. 
So is this a brand new map? Yes, this is a brand okay. new map. It What's is it? fucking called? awesome. Uh, I don't... You know what? That's the one thing I don't know about it. Is the new, <laughs> what the name of the new map? Legends new map. Uh, it is called Storm Point. Storm Point. I looked this up myself. I did not know they were actually adding a new map. Yeah, it is like a drastically different map. It it looks really cool. Um, like I said, there are a lot of really cool wow. areas. Yeah, uh, a lot of really neat looking landmarks too um yeah i just I, I think they're doing really good stuff here it's given me to some of the concept art and stuff give me a little bit of halo vibes a little bit yeah i mean i, I, I get that yeah like just some of the structures and some of the buildings you know some some big old rocks and forests and stuff i don't know it's interesting yeah, yeah. it looks cool and then I, I did the thing that I said I wasn't going to do last week uh, that I said I was never going to do. And I, I, played, yeah. I played the arenas mode. Oh. I played the Apex arenas mode uh, yeah. because uh, I had two other friends who wanted to play, play it with me. And so, yeah, I tried that. Um, How it, is it? It's interesting, I guess. Uh so the way it works is that there's a buy phase between before each round, uh, and you, and each advancing round you get more more and more uh, resources to spend uh, on your loadout. Um, you have to buy uses of your abilities. Uh, you can buy like you can buy weapons and upgrade your weapons. Uh, you can buy like pretty much all the items. You you, you just. You, you buy them through uh, the buy phase. Uh, you can also get more resources uh, if you actually collect them on the map in the round them, rounds themselves. Uh, so you can kind of get a resource advantage that way. Uh, and I believe it's like a best of five. Uh, you have to win by two because we, we had a game that went to a little bit of overtime. Um, but yeah, it's... It's an interesting mode. I don't know if I like it, um, but yeah, I, I I can see, I can see why a certain type of player would like this more than a battle royale. It's more for those Counter Strike fans, if if uh, any of y'all perverts are mm. out there. <laughs> yeah, did you win any? Yeah, we actually won like uh, three out of the five uh, we we played. Cool. Um, and yeah, lastly, I guess uh, once I finished Lost Judgment, which I will come back to to do some of the side story stuff um, at a later time. I just need a break from it. Uh, I I started um an anime game. Uh. Scarlet Nexus. Oh. Believe it or not, Scarlet Nexus came out this year. Um, I know, it's hard to believe that video games came out this year that seemed like they came out years ago. Uh, so Scarlet Nexus is an anime video game, and I want to say it is also for perverts. Uh, <laughs> in such yeah. a way... Um, so it's 
It's a bunch of characters that look like they're teenagers. But I know it's for perverts because they try to explain it away by saying that everyone's taking anti-aging drugs. Mm. So that's the that's that's why it's justified that they they all look like teenagers. Right. Specifically, the girls look like teenagers. There's there's a few guys who actually look like they're aged up a little bit, but all the women in this game look like uh, looks like those anti aging drugs look, worked real well for them. Uh, <laughs> kind of weird. Um, but aside from that, uh, aside from being kind of weird, weirded out by that. Um, there's other weird things going on here. So the concept of this game is that you live in a world where uh, certain people are born with abilities, and uh, they have the like these people get scouted by this organization called the OSF, called the Others Suppression Force. Um, All right, and they are they are uh, they're. I guess I, I'm trying to find the word for it, but they their job is to protect the people from these beings called the others, which itself sounds kind of sus, uh, and their uniforms look kind of they they look they, they kind of look like anime Nazis. They kind of look like anime Nazis. It's weird. I have a feeling there's going to be a twist in this game where you mm-hmm. find out the OSF is actually bad. But you, I don't know. The world treats them like they're some kind of celebrities. Like you always have uh, fucking media trying to swamp you. Like they're they, they're always they always got cameras on you and they want to do interviews and they act act like uh, all your post. Uh, Action reports are supposed to be like victory interviews after like a sports game. It's really weird. Um, but yeah, you have your you have your powers, and um, through this brain network, uh, you can you can borrow powers from your uh, from your squad mates uh, to enhance your own. Um, and it's yeah, there's this whole concept of everybody being linked like their brains are all meshed and linked and they can talk to each other through this brain network and it's super fucking weird uh yeah it's it's just weird anime shit tyler i don't know i don't think you'd be into it but i yeah. i'm into it. <laughs> it i i've seen some of this game and heard some things about it it seems incredibly anime but the combat looks really cool yeah, the combat. Honestly, the combat looks really cool. In playing it, however, it's pretty fucking simple. It's pretty fucking simple, at least in the first two hours I've played so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe that changes once I get more party members and get more combinations of abilities. But it seems pretty simple so far. Yeah, kind of like Kingdom Hearts. <clears throat> kind of like. Very strange but then the combat looks cool but when you really break it down it's also kind of like near yeah kind of like near near's pretty looks really yeah. flashy and cool right. but 
in reality it's, it's pretty simple. You can probably get away with the same combos over and over again in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to try to stick with it. it it's, I've read that it is not a very long game. I've, I've, seen, I've seen the numbers, probably an average of around like 35 hours to beat it. Hmm. Yeah, that's not bad. And I and I have a I have some time off coming up, so yeah, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll probably try to do that. Um, yeah, video games that that's the, those are the ones we've been playing. Yeah, uh, it's been a while since we went over the news. We we haven't recorded in a little bit. Uh, man, there's a list of shit here. And there's a there's an F1 race coming up, so uh, let's get through it. Yeah, let's <laughs> fucking roll, baby. <laughs> uh, let's 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 get through the most important stuff first. And if we have to cut it short, we have to cut it short. Yeah, Tyler, did you watch any of that Elden Ring gameplay? I did not. Jesus no. fucking Christ, Tyler! But hmm. I'll throw it on right now. Well, there's 15 minutes of it, man, and like you kind of have to watch all of it. Mm-hmm. So, man. We'll talk about no. Elden Ring sometime. Yeah. Well, well. Did you watch it? What do you What do you think? I think it's really rad. I think. Uh, I think this game is funny. I think. I find the game funny because I've played like Souls like games. I've played the. I've played these games, and mm-hmm. they're they're definitely playing with you, uh, in a way. Like they're they're making references they're they're doing jokes about about their games uh it's really funny they know their audience very well uh yeah there's there's this there's this pot boy he's yeah a, that, i just saw this there's, pot there's what? this big pot boy <laughs> he, he's alexander the iron fist and he's your friend he is he is your friend <laughs> i trust i trust that man more than I trust any other Souls character. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I, the thing the thing I noticed a lot about this game is that there's a lot of emphasis on the different weapon types and like the kind of like combination with magic with those weapons, or I I guess they're weapon arts, which is a sort of thing in Souls games. But yeah, it just seems like the variety of combat that they're that they're showing off here is really really cool. Yeah. Yeah, it looks neat. It looks like a mix of maybe Bloodborne and um, Dark Souls a little bit. Like, it, it doesn't seem as slow as Dark Souls, but it doesn't seem as quick as Bloodborne or Sekiro. And it also has the Breath of the Wild map, where you can yeah. place tokens wherever, place a marker that shows up in the world. Yeah. I can see the... You know the the from software kind of design of like we're not going to tell you too much about things you're just going to figure it out. Uh, I can see that going along with an open world very well, as long as that open world is just interesting to explore and and all that. But just kind of dumping you out there and saying here you go, you know, sort of figure it out sort of thing you know very breath of the wild like i can i can see that working pretty well for this style of game yeah and hopefully just generally so. looking at the world that game is set in there is a lot of div- a lot of diversity in the environments that that mm-hmm. i've seen like and it's i 
I just hope. I just hope it's it's, it's good. I hope they I hope they don't uh, screw up because uh, doing open world games it can be. Uh, you don't. There, there are certain paths you don't want to take when you're making an open world game, and I, I I I don't think they're going to take those paths like a Ubisoft would. Um, yeah. I just hope there, there there's I hope there's enough in that world um that it doesn't feel like you're repeating the same shit. Right. Yeah, that's kind of my my thing just glancing at some of this when you're riding around like it seems really cool but like, you know, what do you is there enough to like get into or stuff like that? But then you don't want too much to get into either. You don't want it to be a Ubisoft thing. Yeah. Um yeah, I, I, but I commend from software for trying something new. Honestly, yeah. like, and if it doesn't work, then they'll figure out what doesn't work, and they'll either won't do it again, or they'll make the next open world even better. Hopefully, yeah. but at least they're doing something different to spice up this formula. And it seems like there's some interior environments you can get into, oh, yeah. some dungeon sort of things, which yeah. is cool. Yeah, man. I mean, it, it it looks like a game that if you are a fan of these sorts of games, you will probably very much dig this. Oh, yeah. Uh, all right. Let's see. What else do we have here? Hmm. All right. I guess Amy Hennig doing a, doing a video game, a Marvel video game. She's doing... Amy Hennig has uh, had... Has had a real, uh, I don't know, some real whiplash after leaving Naughty Dog, I feel. Yeah. Um, but it seems like she's working on something with Skydance, uh, a narrative-driven action-adventure Marvel game, <laughs> is what it's described as here. I feel like she just needs to put something out. She just needs to put something out there. Right. Um, I agree. Yeah, it's been 10 years since she's released a video game. Um, if you don't count um, Battlefield Hardline that she kind of came in like towards the end of development. Um, it's been 10 years since her last game, Uncharted 3. I mean, it's been a long fucking time. So um, I think this is exciting because, you know, I like hearing you know, narrative-driven blockbuster action game in the Marvel Universe. Like, that could be cool. And we've seen recently, you know, apparently Guardians of the Galaxy is pretty good. And, um, you know, the Spider-Man games are obviously good. I mean, yeah, they're open world, but they're not, you know, Ubisoft-like. Um, so it's it's exciting, and I really hope that she can release this game. <laughs> Um, Skydance, I think this studio is pretty much brand new yep. and she's leading it. Um, so hopefully, hopefully they are invested in video games. You know, Skydance is a very big movie studio. Um, so, you know, hopefully, hopefully she can stick with it. I'm curious what, what universe she'll operate in, which characters she'll use. Um, yeah, I'm really curious about that and, I mean, this is going to be a really long ways away, too. Yeah. yeah. Really long We're ways just... away, but but it's exciting, the possibilities. Will, will the Marvel Cinematic Universe still exist when this comes out? I 
think so. I think so. Oh, too big to fail. Yeah, I think okay. so. All right. Yeah. Um, what do you make though of? Uh, there is a lot of teams now working on Marvel games. How do you feel about that? I feel like that's just a lot of games I don't have to play. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Yeah. If you're not interested in that stuff, yeah, definitely. I can see it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just kind of, you know, I don't want it to be too much of a good thing, you know. And not all of them have been good, obviously, Avengers. Um, but, you know, I also like one thing that's just super exciting about video games, especially when new generations roll around, is new IP. And,. You know, I know new IP is way riskier to do than getting money from Marvel. Maybe, arguably, the biggest brand in the world. And, you know, I, I, I know that's that's riskier. But, you know, a lot, of, a lot of teams that could be developing something cool, something new that we've never seen before are working on Marvel games. And while a cool Marvel game is fun, exciting, if it's good... Um, you know, I just, I just don't want them to (laughs) take over the whole fucking industry. Marvel, Star Wars, all that stuff. Yeah, I I feel like there, there's, there's going to be exhaustion. There's, there was already exhaustion over Marvel content. Like, yeah, they put out like a a dozen TV shows. Like, they, like on the back of all those movies, like, they, they, they are trying to milk every last they're squeezing every last drop out of out of Marvel's uh, the MCU and it's like man like what at a certain point how many people are you going to still have at the end of that yeah yeah I mean it was kind of mostly just the movies because the TV shows they had for a long time um, weren't truly part of the universe the mcu and then they also just weren't that great and now they have all the disney plus shows that are part of the universe it's like well if you really want to you should probably watch those and now they're and they their video game output was really lacking and now they're they've ramped that up by licensing their characters out and all that stuff it's like well now you gotta play these too it's like ooh, it's a lot of marvel dude like way more Marvel than most people can handle for sure. You really got to be be invested in it. I think. Yeah, I remember a time where uh, a Marvel a Marvel movie was a little bit more uh, a little bit more special. They only came out once in a while, and that takes me back to another time in my life when Skyrim came out. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, well, Skyrim special, the, the Skyrim tenth anniversary edition. the The anniversary edition is is coming out this week. They've just this is an announcement of pricing. It's going to be fifty dollars. But if you already own the special edition, um, the upgrade is going to be twenty bucks. I don't. I don't know, man. I feel like the things they're adding to this, like from the special edition. If you own the special edition, that I believe that includes all the all the official uh, mm-hmm. DLCs uh, for for Skyrim. 
what they're adding with this anniversary edition is player created content like they're adding a package of player created content in with this like come on come on you're charging right and I doubt those players really made the money that they're going to make reselling Skyrim again like right. this is a uh, this is weird. This is weird. To, this feels weird to me. That is it twenty dollars to get <laughs> to get right. player created content. Yeah, it it seems a little too much, honestly, for these because it's it's kind of like how many times do you want people to put money into this fucking game? Like, come on. <laughs> I know this game is a fucking cash cow for Bethesda still. You know, I, I totally... I think $50 is fair if you've never owned the game. But the but a ton of people will want to revisit this on modern hardware. And, you know, it's... Yeah, like... like kind of like you said they're not adding that much into the game like sure it'll probably run better load faster all that stuff but that doesn't seem worth twenty dollars that's insane um where the whatever the special edition i guess is that what it was called for the ps4 xbox one version yep um getting them all fucking mixed up now because there was the legendary edition the special edition now it's the anniversary edition um the special edition already did a bunch of enhancements to the game, and this doesn't. And so it was kind of like, okay, I can see investing in that again. Um, but this, it's like you're not adding that much to the game, dude. Like, eh, nah. <laughs> but they're probably going to make a lot of money off of this because Skyrim's huge, and. People love playing that game, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, let's move on to something else that video game companies are going to add to their fucking games. Uh, We have stories. I'm not going to really read them too deeply because just the general concept of this fucking freaks me out in a way that's like, Yo, what the fuck are we even doing here? Ubisoft and EA within the past uh, week or so has come out and said that they're going to put... They're going to make blockchain games. They're going to put NFTs in their games. And I'm like, no. No. Let's let's fucking not. Let's not do that. <laughs> um, it's just... I don't... I don't fucking get what they're trying to do here. Like, what what are they trying to do here? Like, it doesn't make sense. It just doesn't fucking make sense. Like, no. For the longest time, people were like, "Oh my god, is my fucking is this is this is this cooking mama game mining crypto off my Switch?" That was that was a fucking huge deal. People were like, "Yo, what the fuck are they doing?" Um, I mean, it wasn't. It was just that game performed terribly. But like, video games already suffer 
a lot of performance due to uh, DRM and anti-cheat software. If you're going to fucking stack on NFTs and crypto mining on top of that, like, your game is going to suck shit. I'm, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And even if it's just uh, trying to, uh, even if the actual mining of the NFTs or whatever fuck bullshit thing they're trying to get you to earn, quote-unquote, even if that happens outside the game, like, that doesn't seem like a profitable thing for them, for for video game companies. Like, this, this is all fucking bullshit that just costs a lot of fucking electricity. And, uh, is it actually fucking valuable? It's just a bunch of tech bro bullshit. Yeah, it's awful. And, to yeah, it's kind of like, well, if you're upset about microtransactions, you know, <laughs> FTs and blockchains, all these things are kind of going to be soon, like, well, hold, hold my beer, sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And that's... That's scary to me because of just what they are and the yeah the the damage they do to our actual fucking planet and it's just dangerous it it's really dangerous to get into that game with with video games to me and I mean it's just dangerous period but this just could open up a can of worms that could just be awful because these companies they don't give a flying fuck about like the environment if they can make money they'll they'll make money and if there is a way that they can make their game to have nfts in it and it's like i own this piece of content sort of thing you know how, how that that feeling of um like oh wow this is mine or building the game to be, um, you know, addictive in in that way or something like. Man, They're gonna fucking make loot crate NFTs. Dangerous. They're gonna fucking uh, do loot yeah. crate NFTs. It's gonna fucking suck shit. I mean, yeah. you, if you've ever even looked at NFT art, it all looks horrible. Like it all. Oh looks, yeah. It isn't good art. It's just fucking bullshit. Like, uh, they they graft on this fucking fake, like self determined. Uh, value on on this bullshit, and like people just people just are poisoned in the brain, and they think that just because someone says these NFTs are worth something, they, they just fucking believe them. It's fucking right. bullshit. Like, I mean, we didn't even we didn't cover it in the news, but like the fucking I, the fucking asshole who uh, faked Squid Game NFTs and just walked off with millions of dollars, mm-hmm. <laughs> like. It's it is all fucking bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this is a really really scary thing that I hope does not come to fruition at all. Yeah. I'm just it's, surprised it's, that it's just gonna make the industry worse in my opinion. Yeah, I I'm almost surprised it's taken this long for it to happen because I'm I'm very cynical. I'm I'm surprised that they they don't do this already. It's mm-hmm. fucking like, and, and it feels inevitable. It does feel inevitable. But like, I hope that I hope that something happens that stops this. Yeah. Like perhaps maybe regulation. I agree. 
Yeah, there definitely needs to be some sort of regulation on the stuff, in my opinion, just because of what it does to the environment. I mean, it's awful. Yeah. All right. Blizzard is also having an awful year. <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> uh, so after, like, the huge leadership shakeup, um, it was it was Jen O'Neill and Mikey Barra that were at the head of a lot of a lot of shit. And now Jen O'Neill's going to step down at the end of the year. On top of that, <laughs> it looks like Overwatch Two and Diablo Four aren't even coming out next year. Blizzard's on fire, man. They are they are burning. What do they have for us? What does Blizzard have for us next year? Nothing. Yeah, they they yeah. When I saw this news, I was like, they literally have nothing at all next year, um, and I don't think they're going to have anything big that will slide in there. Nope. Um, and it's it's really just a bad look overall. I mean, this entire thing for them um, because especially like if you're <laughs> just like. If I'm an investor in the Blizzard, I'm like, what the fuck is going on, man? Like, the company's a trash fire. Leadership's turning over and leaving constantly. All the people that were there that made this company, you know, special are gone. Uh, your production pipeline is completely fucked up. And you're not going to have really any content at all next year. One of your biggest games, World of Warcraft, is dying and players are leaving left and right. Um like what what is going on over there and um for and i I'm, like i think diablo 4 will probably be fine but overwatch in particular launching overwatch 2 you know this is basically saying 2023 at the earliest which means that overwatch 2 will be out 7 years after the original and I just feel like the longer it goes, the the more the hype for Overwatch 2 just dissipates. And no one's really excited for it at all. And yeah, I mean, that could change when the game comes out. But um, I just think that was, it's probably in hindsight, a bad move to make an Overwatch 2 and not just keep supporting Overwatch. Um because that game is just going to keep suffering too because they they haven't put content out for it in over a year and the game the balance of the game that's one of the things that kind of turned me away it's like the balance of the game was all fucked up and they just kept making it worse um so yeah just not 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 a good spot and and to have um Jen O'Neill leave right away too um and she says it's not because of the lawsuits or the direction of Blizzard or anything like that. Um, it's she just kind of wants to move on to some other things. Um, I just think that you know, optically, that's just not a good look either. Yeah. You know. Yeah. What is going I mean, on, man? <laughs> I. This is kind of like what happens when you build your success on like, on fucking scorched earth like you fucking treat your workers the way you did like you treat like you you rely on the fact that you're going to be able to maintain this culture this toxic culture forever and then when it gets out that 
uh, hey, that you're doing some fucked up shit and it all falls apart, like, that isn't on the people who are still there. That's on, that's on the people who established that shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just really Definitely. just disgusting things that were tolerated for so long and, like, it just... It all blew up at once. Yeah. It's going to take a long time for for them to claw back, I think. Yeah. Not only just with quality of games, but then also just the culture of their studio. I mean, they have to rebuild so much about who they are. Um, yeah. Yeah, not, 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 not good for sure. Alrighty. Uh, shit. I guess if you want to, you you put in some Marvel's Avengers stuff. Just yeah. Keep on this upbeat note. <laughs> Mar- so, I just this game is such a. This is another game that's just. I mean, we've talked about it so many times. It's a fucking mess, and some of these things that have come out um, recently just kind of crack me up. Um, so first of all, about the actual content of the game um, for PlayStation players, Spider-Man, which is an exclusive character in this game that is not doing too hot, is dropping November 30th along with a, a raid and a bunch of other stuff. So finally, a release date for that if you're playing on, on PlayStation um, curious um how he plays in the game and how how he ends up working out but uh, level caps increasing um all sorts of stuff big big content up, dropping up in an update coming november 30th to the game if that excites you but on the flip side we talked about how they added uh, xp boosters that you could buy with real world money and the the fan base was not very happy about that, especially when they made the game even more grindy not too long before. Uh, just not very good. They have removed those from the marketplace um, and said, we apologize for not responding sooner to your concerns about the addition of paid consumables in the marketplace. We introduced them as an option for an evolving player base and did not see them as a pay to win since they don't offer power directly. Um, and so that's, that portion of this is on fire. And that was a way that they were probably trying to make money off this game, um, that lost Square Enix a lot of money and then Square Enix, (laughs) that's just, oh man, the president of Square Enix, Yosuke Matsuda had an interview and he literally called the game and said it was a disappointing outcome. Um, and some of the things he says in this just kind of are like, no shit. Like, I cannot believe this. You just said this sort of thing. He said, quote, We overcame a variety of unexpected difficulties in the final phase of the game's development, including needing to work, needing to transition to work from home due to the pandemic. We were able to surmount these challenges and release the game, but it has unfortunately not proven as successful as we would have liked. Um, but Suda said Square Enix would learn from his experience with Avengers. Um, and, well, yeah. Hold 
the, yeah, the next part of the quote is, sorry. Uh, Nonetheless, taking on the games as a service model highlighted issues that we are likely to face in the future in future game development efforts, such as the need to select game designs that mesh with the unique attributes in taste of our studios and development teams. While the new challenge that we tackled with this title produced a disappointing outcome, we are certain that the games-as-a-service approach will grow in importance as gaming becomes more service-oriented. Basically, they're saying... It, with that quote, that says to me that Crystal Dynamics was not the studio to make this, nor was this IP the right thing to do. And putting those two things together did not work. And it's kind of like no shit sort of thing. Like you're taking a studio that has traditionally made fantastic single player adventure games and you're trying to have them make a completely new game that they have no experience of doing and then also com- compete with the big boys of this genre or this this type of game that's fucking nuts and it's just I don't know it's just kind of wild to me that you have people at these publishers and developers that are much smarter than us and they don't like realize that sort of that this sort of thing won't work, um, and they they forge ahead anyway, and they really backfired on them. I just I just I don't know, kind of mind blowing. And, and it says something too when most people, including myself, played Avengers and goes goes the campaign was cool, you know, like because <laughs> that's what Crystal is good at. They're not. They're not built to do these other things. Um, And I also take this and I think about um, Babylon's Fall with Platinum. I think that's a Square Enix. Yeah, that's a Square Enix game as well. And like that's another studio that's like they've never made a game like this. And are they up for it? I don't know because Babylon's Fall did not look very good at E3. I don't know, man. What a mess. what a mess. Where I, I, I find it hard to like, really take Square Enix seriously when uh, they put out Balan Wonderworld. Right. They 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 actually put that game out. I know. It's. <laughs> yeah. What what the fuck's going on over there, man? I wonder if that met their expectations. <laughs> I don't know, cause that that studio. There is the studio still around? I know the um, main guy left. Yeah, the guy left. I'm not sure about the studio, but yeah, like, I don't know. The what, guy, what a mess. the guy's gone. I mean, this is the same company that put out the Quiet Man, right? But then this is also the same company that'll put out Final Fantasy VII remake, you know, or Tomb Raider, um, the Hitman games, Final Fantasy XIV, a game you love, like. It's it's just blows my mind how many awesome things they do as a publisher, but then how much completely, how many completely baffling decisions that they make that everybody can point at and go, that wasn't going to work. Why did you do it? Such a strange, strange um, company. Alrighty, well, we have one more piece of Marvel news here. 
then we can stop talking about Marvel because this is the only game that I had any mar only Marvel game I had any tangential interest in because it's being made by Firaxis. Marvel's Midnight Suns uh, delayed to the second half of 2022 was going to come out in March. You know that's probably a good idea to move out of the early part of next year. I'm just gonna say that. I think yeah. th this won't be the only game to get delayed out of there. But uh, yeah, Midnight Suns. Uh, I suspect an XCOM-like game uh, from Firaxis here. Right. Uh, and yeah, I'm. I might check it out. This might be the Marvel game I check out. Right. Because I, I yeah. don't think I can do more than one. Except maybe Spider. Maybe I can add Spider-Man to that. Right. Yeah, I mean, I think this is good for them to uh, to move. Because, um, yeah, I mean, I feel like even being a Marvel game, this game probably would have been buried a little bit in March. All right. Okay, apparently Take-Two has canceled a video game. Uh, a game that Hangar 13 was making, and it was a... Uh, a game they, are, they invested $53 million into, and they just canceled it. Take-Two is like, no, we're pulling the plug on this. We aren't making a Balan Wonderworld here. Uh, <laughs> we, we aren't going to put out a game that we don't think. We, we aren't going to we aren't going to do the Square Enix thing where it's like, hey, it's a video game, put it out, and we'll, we'll just act disappointed later. Um, I don't know. Hangar 13... The last thing they made was Mafia 3, I think. Um, and, yeah. yeah. I wonder what, what that studio is going to do now that they just had their project canned. Yeah, and I wonder if this puts them in any uh, precar precarious situations because um, Mafia 3 had its faults. I think it did sell decently, but... Um, the game took a long time to make, so I think they kind of lost some money on that a little bit, but then if you spend $53 million making something, then you're like, nah, this isn't working. Like, I know these companies just make money hand over fist. $53 million isn't a lot to these companies, even though that is a ton of money, but, you know, now that studio's, like, in the hole, you know what I mean? And I'm with you, like, what are they going to do um moving forward are they gonna do a mafia four just to get back to what what they're known for doing um and how you know a mafia four is probably going to be an open world game and that's going to take a while to do and and how you know then how much money are you going to spend on that and then how much does that game need to sell to maybe cover not only the cost of the that game's development but then maybe to make up some of the money you lost here like I don't know. I'm really curious about this studio moving forward. Apparently the game was a third-person action title similar to Destiny. I think it was supposed to be some sort of superhero sort of title, but I don't think it was like a Marvel or DC game sort of thing. Mm. Um, I think it was just more like you had these characters that had superhero-like abilities is what I read. Um, and yeah, they basically canceled it because they were <laughs> they just thought the cost of development was too high compared to the game's commercial viability, which overall, maybe this is a smart thing because 
like we just talked about with Avengers, this is a super hard space to compete in, and you have to nail it like right off the bat, basically. And even then, you have to have a solid content pipeline. Um, you know, make the right adjustments and get a community around it, which sometimes that's really hard to do. There's only so much room for these sorts of games, and so maybe this is something that is honestly a, a smarter thing to do for the company because maybe they would have put even more money into it for ju- for it to just not work. Mm. I don't know. It's just crazy that they could spend $53 million and be like, eh, we're good. <laughs> yeah. No. I get upset when I bought something that I that didn't work and it was $20, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, fuck. Uh, speaking of throwing around money, uh, Sony threw some money into, uh, into Devolver Digital. Uh, yes, Sony making an investment in Devolver, uh, publisher of such games as Inscription, Death's Door, uh, are they doing... Mm. Hotline Miami? Hotland Miami. Yeah. Uh, uh, hot, um, Ape Out? Yeah. Uh, yeah, Devolver publishes a lot of cool things, and I guess Sony wants to make sure those games come to PlayStation, because that isn't necessarily always the case. Yeah, and I think, so I think overall, Devolver went public. And that's yeah. where this is kind of coming from. They're worth almost a billion dollars, which is kind of wild. Um, and yeah, so Sony made a 5% investment into the company, a, a small investment, but one that will probably pay off for Sony. Um, Sony's been making a lot of small little investments. I think they invested in Discord. They invested in Epic. Um, and I find that that's kind of an interesting way, I think, for Sony to kind of compete in a way because I think it wouldn't be a good move nor would they get a ton of value out of just outright buying Devolver Digital Um, but investing in them to say like hey we're an investor here all of your games basically have to come to PlayStation because we are we own a part of your company yeah it's probably a smart way to to play the game a little bit so yeah it's it's uh, it's it's smart because, like, that store, that game did not come to PlayStation right away. Yeah. And now I think you'll probably see just about every Devolver published game come to PlayStation, you know, right away. Yeah. Uh, all right. Quickly, a couple more delays, and then we got to go watch a race here. Uh- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Ubisoft has delayed Tom Clancy's The Division Heartland, that free-to-play uh, version, or free-to-play game in the Division world. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. They they pushed it back a little bit. They didn't really make a huge fuss about it. I don't know. No, probably. They kind of quietly did it. I think they said it was supposed to launch in this fiscal year, and then apparently in their recent reporting, they pushed it to the next fiscal year. I think that makes sense because I think if it was supposed to be in this fiscal year, we would have saw it at E3 and they didn't show it off at all. So, makes sense. 
And then the only delay here that matters, uh, because it gives me two weeks to play other video games. Um, Final Fantasy XIV and Walker has been delayed two weeks, and it's now launching on December 7th. I guess I'm not watching the Game Awards. <laughs> Is that seriously the same I don't day? Know. I don't think it's the same day, but like... Uh, I think it's the... I think Game Awards is the 9th. It's always a Thursday. Yeah. But even so, like, I, it's going to take me more than two days to get through Endwalker. Yeah. Well, I want to, I think there's a bigger question than the Game Awards, because Halo Infinite launches the next day. Oh, sorry, sorry, Master Chief. I have other, other issues to deal with. Oh, all right. All right. So, so you're, 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 uh, picking Endwalker over, over Halo. No shit. (laughs) <laughs> no yeah. fucking shit, man. This is a game that I have almost a thousand hours invested in. Probably right. by the time I'm done with Endwalker, I will have a thousand hours right. in this game. Uh, yeah, I'm just... I'm just uh, really excited to play it. I'm, I'm not bummed that it's delayed. I'm... You know, I actually kind of feel bad <laughs> because... Uh, the, Naoki Yoshida is 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 very sad. The the producer and director of Final Fantasy fourteen, very sad about this delay and apologizing about it. And I'm like, dude, like, it's fine. It's two weeks. We're all right. We'll be okay. Um, but he was like, he was almost crying on his live stream about this. <laughs> uh, Guys, put his heart and soul in this game. Yeah. Um, I'm just. Yeah, I, I can't, I, I cannot overstate how excited I am for this game. It yeah. is, it's, it's, it is going to be the end of like a huge arc in Final Fantasy fourteen, and like that is super exciting to me. Yeah, I yeah, I mean, this gives you more. Gives you exactly a month to play as many games as you can before Endwalker comes out because after that it's it's game over for the year on for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Um, that's that's just how it be. That that's how how it be sometimes. Um, yeah, that's yeah. that's the news, and I think that's going to be the show because we got a race in Mexico to watch. Uh, who you got? Who you think's going to take it home? I think, I think, I think Valerie Botas is going to, you know, ignore what anyone's telling him and and run away with it. Maybe I doubt it. Weird how when you know, weird how when you know your contract is up, you start putting in your best performances. I know, so bizarre, dude. So bizarre. Just no pressure at all, and now he can perform. Yeah, I just think if if they're running one two, Mercedes is going to swap swap them around. Unfortunately, but does he if, do it? Yeah, I think he does. Why? Why would he? What does he owe them? I, look, I'm not disagreeing with you. <laughs> I just think he he will because he just he seems like a very nice guy. Yeah. I would absolutely love though if um, Checo wins his race, being a home race. Yeah. That'd be so good. And he, I mean, he had, the, they, Red Bulls have the car to do it 
they kind of fucked up in qualifying and on some other things. And I don't think it was very fair for them to throw Yuki Tsunoda under the bus as much as they did either. Yeah, that um, seemed super fucking gross it, to me. Yeah, absolutely. And but they they clearly do have the car to do it. <laughs> so I don't know. It'd be really cool if, if he won won that because he's been he's been racing really good recently. So yeah, we'll see. Let's go, baby. Yeah, let's go watch some racing. Uh, before we do that, I have to do the quick outro here. If you need to send us questions, you can do that at. PlayStation Report Podcast at gmail.com or at PS Report Podcast on Twitter. You can find me at The Arctic Sloth. You can find Tyler and his YouTube channel at Plugged on Vids. Until next week, be good to each other. Play your video games and Dirty Bird.